Welcome to the Sound and Marketing Podcast. As you've probably noticed, season two is a wrap. But not to fear, I've got a really exciting season three premiering Tuesday, December 8th. As I am already halfway through recording season three, I can tell you for certain that you won't want to miss a single episode. My premiere guest is very exciting. To sum up season two in one word is hard, but I'll try. Enlightening. That's the first word that came to me, so I'm going to stick with it. So many new friends have been made and so much knowledge has been stuffed into my brain that I can't even possibly summate the whole thing. So we're going to stick to highlights. Just know there is so much awesome packed into this past season that I highly recommend listening to it all. Here's just a few of my favorite highlights. In episode 36 and 37, I spoke with Alex Woodrich of Why Do Birds, a sound agency based in Germany. His explanation of sonic branding and sound DNA was spot on in my opinion, and their work is absolutely beautiful. I chose a clip from their work within the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea on the Hyundai Pavilion. Hyundai wanted to show off their work with fuel cell technology by utilizing the power of sound. Here's what Why Do Birds came up with. We worked with Hyundai for about a year and a half or so before the Pavilion project came along. The whole corporate sound had been developed, but then it came to this new challenge of communicating something in a pavilion on, in which people spend 10, 15 minutes walking through it, trying to experience fuel cell technology. And, and we did crazy stuff, work with underwater microphones. When you extract electricity in, uh, in, in the fuel cell technology, you said, okay, let's extract grains of sound out of audio bits and we broke everything into pieces and came up with pretty fancy sounds. The good thing at the end of the day was that it all sounded really neat and pleasant as well. So it's not just technological stuff that we put together, but at the end of the day, it has to sound good as well. <laughs> you know, it has to be pleasant for the person walking through it. And uh, I, I loved it when, when the person was like in charge of the brand in, in Korea and said that the sound gave the room and, and the whole pavilion so much about dignity. And uh, so we thought, okay, wow, <laughs> if you feel that, that's not so bad, you know. So that was a pretty, pretty cool project, yeah. Mm -hmm. In episodes 38 and 39, I had the privilege of speaking with Jonathan Wolf, most well-known as the composer and creator of that iconic sound that will forever be Seinfeld. No, that wasn't me. That was Jonathan. I chose this clip because he really summed up so beautifully how many different nuances of sound there is within that show. Long live Seinfeld. There was a lot of music in Seinfeld that was not thematic. Larry came to recognize that he could go to me for gags. And I loved when they let me throw in and be part of the comedy. But there are all these pieces of music that instantly identify a scene. I don't know, the music from Kramer's Pimp Walk. Jerry the Mailman, remember he's whistling. Oh, in the pastiche practice. Morty was impeached. It was like the, the Nixon movie. So I played it like the Nixon movie. Rochelle, Rochelle, the musical. Of course, the Jerry show. <laughs> Scarsdale Surprise. It's a fake title and a fake theme, and they were fake Tony Awards. Oh, my favorite, Flaming Globes of Sigmund. 50% of the post-audio value is certainly music. 
there's looping and crowds and dialogue editing, there's sound effects and music. In episodes 40 and 41, I spoke with the wonderful VJ Iyer of Amp Sound Branding. I think one of my biggest takeaways from all of season two's interviews had to be a line that VJ inspired at the end of episode 40. He explained sonic branding in context to the James Bond franchise, asking the question, does your brand fit the music or does your music fit the brand? Spoiler alert, your music should fit your brand. It's a brand that's been there for 50 years. And funny enough, actually, they only use a number of touch points. But the idea of you start with Dr. No and that amazing DNA that was created there. And today we're at Billie Eilish. And in between, we had everything from uh, Adele to Madonna to uh, AHA. Um, Live and Let Die is one of my favorite tracks as well in there. So there's there's so many different, um, ex- uh, over the time, different cultural expressions using elements sometimes it'll just use the riff sometimes it'll use the harmony sometimes it's going to use the main melody so you'll but you always recognize that it's james bond and really interesting as you look at the look at those and listen to those films even closer even cultural expressions depending on where in which country james bond is in you'll suddenly uh in india in octopus you'll suddenly hear there's indian instrumentation uh, and it sounds really natural because the idea is is more so not does indian music fit to james bond but how would James Bond sound if it was indie music? And I think the same is true for any brand. What would Mercedes-Benz sound like if it was hip-hop? Not does hip-hop fit to Mercedes-Benz. If you have that ability to take a sonic DNA and translate that and give those components to a composer, or then translate it also into what would it sound like at a touch point, at, at, a, at a POS, that opens up a whole new world of how you can interact with consumers and the type of sonic assets you can create. Episode 42 and 43 was with the super fun and knowledgeable Roger Shogurman of Pandora's Studio Resonant. We talked about the importance of streaming radio advertising and how it can't just be the same ad that you use for TV. It needs to be carefully curated to fit this very specific medium. And with voice-first technology going where it's going, there needs to be more and more care taken on how we sell to our audience. Smart speakers are just one such technology to keep our ear on. When you think about how we're going to move into the future, how we're going to start interacting with products, with with brands, there's going to be, this is already this whole new space of having to interact with a product, service, or brand without a screen. Like, you really think we're going to be using different banking apps for each different bank just to be able to transfer money from one place to another in a couple of years time like i highly doubt it you know it, everything's going to start moving to a screenless situation you'll be able to tell alexa or your google assistant to do something for you and it will just happen brands need to be able to represent themselves in a screenless environment brands like mastercard who have really forward thinking and they really realize that like the future of their product isn't even physical you're not going to have a plastic card in the future but that payment network is still going to be there and they were smart enough to be able to realize the value of a sonic identity every time you tap your phone to pay with a mastercard it's going to make that sound which is it's so valuable and it's going to be a long time before every single point of sale system in the world is is going to be able to do that like it's a huge ambitious undertaking um but by the time we get there they would have played that sound to everyone so many times that you will have recognized it like I can't stress enough, like the, the time is, is now for, for brands to go out and stake their claim in the sonic space. 
because otherwise it's going to take a long time to catch up and catching up. I think in audio is going to be harder than it is with, you know, with other mediums. It's, it, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot more restrictions around what you can and can't do with audio. And, and you have that benefit if you start early of time, you know, you think about things like the Intel dun, 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 dun sound that everyone recognizes is like everyone recognizes it because they've heard it a hundred thousand times in their life. Noelle Silver really brings it home in episodes 48 and 49, where she talks about the true importance of diversity in voice tech. She breaks down how machine learning works best with a diverse team of programmers. Not just so you can check that diversity box for your company, but to acquire the data said company needs. This allows you to connect with a diverse audience, saves tons of money and ethical implications later on down the road, and potentially could make you a lot more money for said company. But I think Noelle says it best. So here you go. It is more expensive to be diverse because it costs more time and more money to wait for a team that is fully diverse. However, as with all good things, if you pay that money up front, you you will get better products at the end. You won't go through what companies like Amazon and Facebook are going through right now where they're shutting down models that they've spent millions, sometimes billions of dollars building they're shutting them down because they're not diverse enough. So if we, as the voice community, can really own the responsibility of building diverse teams in our consulting companies that we're creating, in the startups that we're building, and even in the relationships with larger tech companies that we're building, like we need to hold companies accountable. If we look and see everybody's one type of person, and I, this is true even if it's all women, it's just as bad, or all people of color. This is literally a diversity of thought problem. AI only works well when the data set is diverse. And the only way to get that is by having people who know to ask those types of questions. And I, it's very rare right now to see a team that's just richly diverse, um, you know, show up in the industry. And so I think we have to just start making different choices and being willing to be patient and spend more time and money to build those teams. So I'm hoping that the voice industry, you know, seeing that they have a new opportunity kind of takes advantage of that. In episodes 50 and 51, I talked with Dave Izbitsky, former chief evangelist of Amazon Alexa. I had questions for him, but he was light years beyond my questions in his wealth of knowledge. So I kind of just let him talk. Hard to put together a clip to this conversation because it kind of went everywhere, but here's the best I could do. To really get the full picture, you'll have to listen to the original episodes. There's certain categories where voice really excels. And when you know the specific piece of information that you want, a very specific data point, nothing's faster than voice to be able to do that, right? You just ask and immediately you get an answer. So I'm seeing innovation go across there. Even before the pandemic, what's interesting about voice, uh, which you don't see on mobile, like all of us you know, it's very random throughout the day, how often you're looking at your phone, but voice, there's a routine and you can see this. And as you ask and you talk to brands and you talk to skill builders, you'll see that where there's a spike maybe in the morning when people are making coffee and they're acting for something's called a flash briefing where you can get news. So I, I actually like to get good news. So I get good news in the morning and then I get some tech news. I get like a word of the day. You're getting all that done in the morning. Uh, for some people it was commute, probably not so much. Uh, now, and then you'll see a spike at lunch. What's been interesting with the pandemic is you, that the routine has shifted a little bit to more of weekend because it's less nine to five sitting in a car commute schedule, but you still see that routine. If you're really serious about 
getting customer engagement and acquisition, then you have to look at this as a business. What is your customer? What does your brand represent? What is your offering? Figure all of that out first. It doesn't even have to start with voice, but voice is another lever in all of that that you can pull and it allows you to go across all of these things. I always look at it as like meeting your customer in the moment. It's either creating awareness through a marketing scale campaign and then there's engagement across multiple modalities with existing business offerings so that increases customer engagement because I don't have to use your silly mobile app or go to your website. I can just talk to you too, which is great. On Friday night when my girls were all having pizza night, I, they're like, dad, did you order? I'm like, oh yeah, just talk and done, right? And my credit card's already linked to that account. So now that is a point of sale. So your voice becomes a way to do a point of sale um, because everything's linked and it's automatic and, and seamless. What I tell people is you can do anything you would have normally done in your mobile app and you should continue to do that. In fact, you probably have all this stuff existing server side. The true power of it is you've probably never had a customer that's talking to you in the moment. I was blown away by episodes 52 and 53 where I spoke to Holosonics about directional sound. It had not occurred to me that this was even possible. And when Joe Pompey started talking about what his technology can do, I got pretty excited. You'll want to check these full episodes out after this, if you haven't already, because this could revolutionize marketing in public places. Through ultrasound technology, we have the ability to target consumers individually rather than blasting people that are not interested or are not involved. 7-Eleven used our systems all over uh, south southern part of the U.S. for providing news and advertising from their digital signage displays to the people buying coffee. What happened originally, you know, was they had these digital signage displays and they wanted to sell advertising on them. You know, you can't sell advertising quite as effectively if it doesn't have sound. So they added sound and they used regular speakers from the TVs that were in the store, but it just bothered everybody. Everybody hated listening to it because the stuff would loop constantly and they would, you know, they would hear the same things again and again, especially the clerks who had to work there. And one of the, you know, people who had been in this business for a while arranging this, they told me that when you put speakers in a store and they're playing repetitive information, the clerks will do three things. The first thing they'll do is they'll figure out how to turn it down and they'll turn the volume down on their own. If they can't figure out how to turn the volume down, they'll figure out how to turn it off. And if they can't figure out how to turn it off, they'll break it. <laughs> he said this was just rampant in the industry. So we came along with the audio spotlight speakers and replaced the regular speakers in the TV. So the only person who would hear the digital signage content was the one standing right in front of it and engaging. Usually it's the person buying coffee and they're mixing up coffee and they're putting their cream in and things like that. So they're there for a little while and they can hear it and they're not bothered at all by it. Now the advertisers are not irritating their customers. They're just advertising and it's a pleasurable experience. You get some news, you get a couple of ads and you get your coffee and then you go off and you don't have to hear it anymore. So that made the adoption much, much wider uh, and it worked quite well. So that was a, that was a good um, type of application. So the general idea of being able to use sound in a public place without bothering people nearby uh, is really a good niche for the audio spotlight technology because speakers are so usually uh, turned down. People don't want sound because they're afraid of the noise. But with the audio spotlight, they can deliver the sound to the people who need it or want it without bothering everybody else. And last but not least, we have Sizium Sun's Valfleur. 
In episodes 56 and 57, Val shared some beautiful work that his agency has been a part of lately, and so I just had to highlight it. Cesium Sun truly understands that it is a deep dive into a company to find their true sound. There are so many projects I'm, I'm proud of. The work we've done for Renault and a very powerful project. Some families, some, some mothers, and I know my mom loves Huggies. And... So every time, like, play me Huggies, like, okay. But you know it by heart. It's okay. I want to listen to it again. I have to say, I'm very proud of the work we've done and the latest project we've done for uh, Royal Bank of Canada, RBC. You know, they never explored Sonic branding before. And, and basically, we created this, uh, uh, their very first ever Sonic identity. And it's a big brand. It's a huge brand. It's one of the top advertisers here in Canada. So, you know, it was a, it was a big challenge. They were the greatest clients to work for and work with. And the reason why is, is also because they picked the most ambitious project. They picked the most ambitious Sonic DNA. And that felt great, you know, to have this kind of confidence with them and, and, and shape that Sonic territory from, from the ground to the sky with them was just, uh, was just uh, an amazing experience. I could go on and on about the wonderful guests and represented companies and bodies of works, but I digress. I'll just say this. There is so much opportunity in voice and sound in general to make a huge impact on not just your company and brand, but the world. As we've learned in 2020, anything can happen, and it has. Sonic branding and voice-first technology is and has stepped up in this topsy-turvy marketing year. It has shown up in a pandemic, and I believe it will continue to show up as we eventually work our way out of it. Sound can be there for us and for our brands when traditional marketing is not available, as it used to be. And it has the ability to position us in this new multimodal immersive customer experience world that we are now in. And just to be clear, that multimodal immersive customer experience world is happening with or without COVID. So I hope you're ready. The Sound and Marketing Podcast Season 3 premieres Tuesday, December 8th. I am so excited to welcome General Motors' Jay Capadia as my first Season 3 guest. This will be a first for me to talk to a massive company harnessing the power of sound and marketing within the automotive industry, and just to learn a little more about what goes on behind functional sound in cars especially, with the rise of electric and autonomous vehicles. Jay's story on its own is super cool, so this is for sure to be a great interview packed with fun learns. I am also very excited to announce that I will be launching a course on sound's power and influence in marketing in early 2021, where we'll be discussing what sound is and where it came from, the origins of advertising, advertising today and predictions for the future, sound's role in decision-making and buying power, and how our brains process sounds to create choice and reaction. This video course will have about an hour and a half of lectures broken down into lessons with homework to boot. I'm highly recommending that those that enroll don't binge the whole course at once. Each lesson should be pondered on to reflect on what the information means to your brand or industry specifically. This is premium content, so take your time and really dig in. To sign up for early details, go to soundinmarketing.com or follow me on all the socials. Thanks to all of you that have stuck with me from the beginning and for your comments and shares. You have all been a huge resource to me on crafting these episodes and on the content that I report on, so thank you again. If you haven't already, I'd love to hear from you all. I can be found on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, -N -N at dreamerproductions.com. 
Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.